You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Peace and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed, Christmas is over. Uh, the dry needles of long dead trees have fallen on the floor of our living rooms. We've stretched both our pants and our patience to the limits. The straining push to make the parties, buy the stuff, bake the goods, entertain the people, love the relatives, avoid the conflicts, and enjoy the holidays is now a clamoring memory fading into our exhausted minds. And yet now, as everyone else is returning gifts and packing leftovers into Tupperware, now as everyone else is taking down their decorations and driving their relatives to the airport, praying flights to Duluth are taking off, we finally, finally are singing joy to the world Having waited and longed and anticipated for four weeks of Advent, we are finally celebrating the 12-day season of Christmas, even as everyone else has decidedly moved on. So, you know, that's weird. But honestly, I think maybe the church is at its best when it's a little weird. And to be lustily singing Christmas carols on December 28th is indeed odd, and I would argue, pleasingly inappropriate. Because here's the thing, if we listen for it closely, we'll discover that this whole Jesus thing kind of started with inappropriate singing. Over the din of sales clerks and Salvation Army bell ringers and screaming children on sugar highs, it's easy to miss what Luke's gospel describes as a sudden sound. If you remember, an angel was on an assignment to deliver the message of Jesus' birth to some shepherds when suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appearing with the angel praising God and singing glory to God in the highest, peace to God's people on earth. A bunch of angels abruptly appeared at the birth of Christ and sang praises to God. I've always wondered if the angels were supposed to do that. I like to imagine that these heavenly beings were supposed to just witness things from the removed, quiet distance of their heavenly home, and yet when they saw the birth of Christ, it's like they stumbled through the curtain from backstage and started singing praises to God before realizing they were totally breaking protocol. Perhaps the angels were also singing inappropriately, which has always made me wonder, exactly why were the angels praising God that night? I mean, I can see why humanity would praise God for moving into the neighborhood in such a radical way as to be made human. Perhaps it's quite natural for humans to sing praises to God about the birth of Jesus, the one who brings God to humanity and humanity to God. But the angels and the hosts of heaven, what were they getting out of the deal? I mean, wouldn't the angels resent the whole thing since God's going to be like out of the office more now? So on what basis did these hosts of heaven and angels praise God? Because there has to be a reason, right? I mean, 
To me, the reasons for praising God seem to fall neatly into two categories. One, I praise God because I'm in church. Or two, I praise God because God has hooked me up with something awesome. But if that is my working idea of why God would be praised, then I'm a little dumbfounded, not only by the angels, but also by our psalm for today. Because for those of us who think praising God is an occasional event relegated to church on Sunday, or for gratitude about getting a raise at work, this psalm that we just sang is a little confusing. Because Psalm 148 is basically like the world's weirdest lineup for a praise band. Uh, the psalmist suggests that the sun and, and the moon and the stars praise the Lord. And then the list of God praisers goes on to include stuff like fire, snow, fog, sea monsters. But it gets weirder because the praise of God comes forth also from flying things, creeping things, mountains, hills, wild beasts, cattle. Then, and only then, do we get to human beings who, if you're keeping track, come after the cattle. <laughs> That's right. We come after the cattle. Which makes me wonder if maybe we aren't as good at praising God as like your average Holstein. One commentator I read this week asked about this psalm. What keeps us from praising like the psalmist? And I thought maybe a better question is, what keeps us from praising like the cattle? What keeps us from praising like wind and creeping things. The point being, if the angels at the birth of Christ can praise God for something they might not even be getting anything out of, and if even fog and wild beasts can praise God, then maybe there are more ways to praise God than just A, coming to church, or B, thanking God for that negative pregnancy test. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that I think maybe sea creatures and creeping things and hail and wind have something to teach us about praise. Because I'm pretty sure that praising God is not the same as sycophantically stroking God's ego because God has low self-esteem and created a cosmic entourage just to remind God of how great he is. I'm pretty sure the cattle aren't doing this. The fruit trees do not relegate their praise of God to an hour on Sunday or when they have a really great day. They can't. They simply are who God created them to be, and they simply do what God created them to do. The way in which creeping things of the earth praise God is that they simply creep the earth. The creatures simply praise the creator by being creatures. Their being is in itself praise of the source of their being. How beautiful is that? And what if the same is true for us? We are creatures who praise our creator simply by being creatures. Your being is in itself an act of praise toward the source of your being. This sounds simple enough, but for me the question of what keeps us from praising like the cattle do becomes pretty clear. The trouble with just being a creature of God's creating is that this implies that I'm not God. And as I've said before, one of the main differences between me and God is that God never thinks he's Nadia. So <laughs> if we are created beings, it would then follow that we are not also the creator. Adam and Eve struggled with the same damn thing. They 
could have chosen to eat from the tree of life and just continue to be God's created beings and allow God to be God, but instead they wanted knowledge of good and evil. They wanted to be in control and on the throne of judgment themselves, which sounds good for a minute, but is really exhausting. So maybe there is indeed a way to praise God as if we were hail or sea monsters or, of course, cattle. But it's not as sexy or interesting or as impressive as becoming a yoga guru or a leader of a praise band. Maybe the way to praise God, like flying things and creeping things in snow, is actually to just relax. You think cattle care what they look like or what others think of them or if they're righteous? Oh, no. You think rain is self-conscious or cedar trees try and whip themselves into what feels like a state of worship? Of course not. Their being is in itself praise of the one who created them. Perhaps this is what Catholic theologian James Allison means when he suggests that having faith is just really the same as relaxing. Relaxing in the presence of God in the way we relax when we are in the presence of someone we're certain is fond of us. As the part of God's creation endowed by the creator with reason, yes, we praise God in religious communities and when we are grateful. But we also praise God by simply being created by God like the mountains do. Perhaps to praise God is to simply look to nothing and no one else to know who we are. We are the creatures and God is the creator. I think the difference is that the cattle don't get their identity or their sense of worth outside of God. Sea creatures aren't looking to the Dow Jones or the body mass index to know their value. Their value, as ours, rests in their createdness by God. So maybe a good Christmastide practice is to praise God by simply relaxing. I think this is what is allowed us by the birth of Christ, the one who brings God to us and us to God without any effort on our part. So of this miracle of createdness, let heaven and nature sing inappropriately for longer than we should and louder than we should. Let this be our song of praise that we sing busting through the backstage curtain off key and without even remembering all the words. Our being is in itself praise of the one who created us. Amen.